Did you know one in five Americans live with a mental health problem? <laughs> that means unless you live in a cave, you know someone personally dealing with these issues. So join us and our special guests as we answer your questions, share real stories, and work to pull the curtain back on how stigma impacts our everyday lives and our communities. We believe that making a real impact happens best with candid conversations, laughter, and tears. We are your hosts, Jennifer Teague and Josh Moore, and this is Impact Stigma. Good morning, evening, or afternoon. Hey, everybody. It's the new year. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. How was your new year? It was probably the same as all of our fantastic listeners out there. It was home. It was at home. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. How, that's how ours was. Yeah. We, me and my wife sat on the couch and watched the wacky, wavy balloon men <laughs> everywhere for New Year's Eve yeah. in New York. That's all they had. You didn't see many people. but We were really disappointed because... Um, it was just strange watching it with nobody. Really weird. At all. Anywhere. I mean, the performers were awesome, and they were performing and doing their performances and stuff, and there's nobody cheering. You know that has to be hard. I know. To get up there and perform, and there's, like, nothing but wacky, wavy balloon <laughs> They're like, just focus on those guys. Just pretend like they're your audience, right? Yeah, but you know what a new year means? Yes. A new season. That's right. It is season two. It's season two of Impact Stigma. We made it through our first season. We're so excited. And, and what a, a year. <laughs> it was an entire pandemic season. And that's how we're starting this one off, too. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, we said this is season two. And it's our big, you know, episode premiere. And let me just take a moment to personally thank all of our fantastic listeners out there, you know, for not only helping us hit over 500 listeners, but also for spreading the word about stigma. You guys have done a phenomenal job. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for talking and spreading the word. We are now heard in over 13 states, you guys. That's crazy. I know. I looked it up and I thought, no way. And then I looked at it even closer and I thought, oh my gosh, we really are. And so, you know, that personally just gives me chills. And we just owe it all to you, our fantastic and loyal fans. So thank you for helping us change hearts and minds from here in Tennessee, all the way to Florida and Virginia to Massachusetts and as far west as Colorado, you guys. That's crazy. It's crazy. There's a lot of other states in between, but... I just thought it was really neat that we've spanned almost all the way to the West Coast. So this season on Impact Stigma, we are going to meet more guests, answer more questions about mental health stigma, and of course, we're going to have some fun, right, Josh? Yeah, if that means by poking fun at you and... (laughs) Giving me a hard time. Giving you a hard time, sure. (laughs) Our episode today is a topic that has affected every single person across our country for over a year now. It has been the hot topic and the main focus for everyone. It has brought with it heartache, stress, burnout, and loss. We are talking about COVID-19. Today, we'll be talking with our special guest about how, the COVID, how COVID has affected the mental health of each and every one of us. Our guest brings with her experience along with her own story to share with us. She is the Division Director of Crisis Services for Frontier Health and has led the charge for our virtual COVID crisis counseling service. So please join us in welcoming Christy Tipton to Impact Stigma. Thanks, guys. Thanks for allowing me to join. We're so excited to have you. And just a little note to everybody and all of our listeners, we're really excited. Very. Because this is our very first podcast with a call-in guest. (laughs) So she's on the phone, and we have a really cool system that allows us to kind of, I don't know anything, Josh is the guru here, but it's kind of attached to our system so you all can hear her, and it was to, it's for COVID protection. And, um, you know, one thing I did want to say is Josh and I both went and, Took the plunge and... Took, we got our vaccines. Yeah, we did. So well, that way we could sit in here and 
six feet apart and chit chat and do this podcast. This is our first time, like you said, people calling in and it's connected by Bluetooth. So hopefully if it, it sounds a little different, folks, just bear with us. We're yeah, doing the best we can. And so, hopefully it doesn't drop off and we yeah. should be good. So we're so happy to have Christy. So I've got a question. We like to help our listeners out there get to know our guests a little more personal level, and that means we have a few fun questions for you. Okay. Okay. So one question I like to ask everybody is, what is your favorite food? Not your, you know, favorite type of food, but like, what do you like to sit down and you crave it nonstop? That's what you like. Pizza. I have to say pizza. Well, what what kind of pizza? I'm pretty traditional. I love pepperoni, love meat pizza, but sometimes I like to take it up and do some vegetables and do something weird on it. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So where's your favorite place to get this fantastic pizza that you love? Well, that depends on the craving, too. So it it really, if you want it greasy, if you want New York style, you know, we've got several places in town that can accommodate any need for pizza. My favorite pizza. (laughs) Is the Chicago-style deep dish, pepperoni, mushroom, feta. Oh, my God. Where do you get that yeah. at? Chicago. <laughs> yeah, well, I lived it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did live in Chicago for a few years. I have had one of those, but I thought you were talking about somewhere around here. No, yeah. when I visit my buddy Chuck up in Indianapolis, yeah. we'll drive up just to get a Chicago pizza. That makes sense. They're delicious. I know it. All right. Well, I want to ask a little nicer question. And I just want you to share with us, how about the most beautiful place you've ever been? Wow. I've been to some pretty amazing places. Um, you know, one of my favorite places to go, whether it's on the East Coast or the West Coast, is on top of a mountain. I got the opportunity a couple of years ago to go on top of Rocky Mount, Mountain, um, the National Forest, and that was really cool. And, of course, we've got some amazing places around here, too. So just uh to watch nature and watch God work is pretty amazing. I'll agree with that. Yeah, I, I thought that would be a good question considering our fantastic Josh loves to take beautiful yeah. photographs. Yeah, it, there's not a mountain around here I've not probably been on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fun if nobody's ever seen our podcast office. It's covered in all of his pictures, so there's like pretty it's pictures. Pretty all eclectic. Of yeah, it is. He's got you know all of his little little figurines. <laughs> yeah, and pictures. That's really, I, I think I'm a, I don't know, I'm a mountains, I'm a mountains girl. I always think the mountains are the most incredible, you know, beauty, beauty ever. Yeah. So I'm a mountains girl too. I agree. Now that we know more about you personally, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind to briefly share with our listeners more about your role as the division director of crisis services for Frontier Health. Sure. I am blessed to oversee all things crisis when it comes to Frontier Health. So I oversee several different programs. One of the main things that we do is our suicide hotline. So we have a triage program that hotline for crisis situations such as suicidal ideation, homicidal, psychosis, um, detox, things of that nature. Folks can call in and um, get resources and get help and figure out what their next steps need to be. So we also have a walk-in center that's 24-7 that people can come to. Um, and also get that same help um, in person and see a crisis therapist to try to figure out what their next steps are. Uh, we also have a inpatient unit, our crisis stabilization unit, that's a three to five day stay where folks can come and just stabilize and try to get, get back on track. And some other cool programs I have that are part of that is just our recovery navigator program, in which we have peer folks that actually um, talk to clients and try to help them figure out what their next steps are is 
recovery. And uh, it's really cool because they can relate because they've been there. Um, and then my newest addition, of course, we'll talk a little bit more about later, but is our COVID debriefing hotline that we've got that's really cool and just kind of came out of a FEMA grant that we've been dealing with with COVID um, as, as COVID has impacted so many people. All right. Well, thank you for giving us kind of the lowdown of what it is you do for Frontier Health. Sure. So as always, we strive for candid, open, and sometimes even humorous conversations here on Impact Stigma. So please remember, this podcast is never intended to be a substitute for professional advice, a formal diagnosis, or treatment for mental and behavioral health issues. If you do need further assistance or have questions, please visit the Frontier Health website at FrontierHealth.org or for more information. If you or someone you love has an urgent mental health need, please call 877-928-9062 and our 24-7 Frontier Health Crisis Team will be there to help you. If you, your child, or someone you know is in danger of suicide, please obviously go to the nearest emergency room or call 911 right away. So Christy, during our Zoom meeting the other day, we were all talking about how important this message today would be and shared with us part of your story and how COVID has affected you. Would you mind sharing some of your story with our listeners? Absolutely. I'll be happy to. So about six years ago, um, I lost my husband to an accidental overdose. And that was before my days in crisis. I was an outpatient therapist at the time. And so it was definitely a, a struggle to to break the barrier of wanting to get help myself after such a traumatic event. And so I've noticed that with COVID this year, you know, you know, when you have a loss like that, you have ups and downs throughout the years mm-hmm. and they get a little bit better as time goes on. The anniversaries and holidays and those, those special events are typically pretty difficult. And, you know, you find ways to cope with that, and it gets a little better one year and then throws you off the next year. It's just kind of the way it works with grief. Um, But with COVID, you know, I noticed this year it was a lot more difficult, and my anxiety increased, and just really my plan during the holidays is typically just to stay busy and decorate. And um, (laughs) they laugh at me here at work because I uh, spent days putting crafts together for staff and making hot chocolate and cookies and just anything I could do to keep myself busy, uh, to keep my mind off things. Um, And, you know, it just didn't work this year. And that's typically my my ammo for the holidays, you know, just stay busy and get through it. But that didn't work this year because there's that second level of stress with COVID. And Mm -hmm. it was a lot harder. Hello, everyone. Like what you're hearing so far? Well, make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button right now. This podcast is made possible by listeners just like you, and we greatly appreciate your support. So let's get back to the show. Christy, thank you for sharing your story of the loss of your husband and how this year was just a lot more tough just due to COVID. One thing we want to really focus on today is how to help our listeners understand that they don't have to just, you know, white knuckle this pandemic alone. Stigma, we talk about stigma all the time on Impact Stigma. That's what we do. But right now, I just hope they hear, you know, stigma creates a fear-based barrier that absolutely is a huge reason people don't seek help when they really need it. I know personally, I felt so overwhelmed for so long. At this point, I'm just numb. So 
you know, I just find that I like put my head down and keep trudging along regardless of how scared and burnout I might feel. So, you know, and I've talked to some people and I know I'm not alone. More to that point, I find myself feeling guilty, you know, like I'm weak. If I talk about this toll that COVID's taken on me, I just feel like there are people out there that have that have dealt with such harder things than me and they're struggling more than me. So I shouldn't talk about it and I should I just deal with it. And I know there isn't a single person out there that isn't dealing with stress, anxiety, burnout, exhaustion, and fear just because of this pandemic. So today, the big message we want our listeners to really hear is that stigma is real. It creates fear. It creates suffering. And it's hurting our communities. Uh, Mental health issues are on the rise because of COVID. And there are people out there that never had issues before this pandemic. Um, that are really struggling with their mental health and either, you know, one, they don't even know they need to seek help because they're white knuckling it and putting their head down or, you know, they feel ashamed and afraid. So they just avoid it altogether. So Christy, what would you say to our listeners in our communities dealing with this burnout and exhaustion from COVID so, you know, they can kind of feel safer when they, you know, to ask for help? Jennifer, you said some really key things. You know, people are not alone during all of this. Um, And and the nature of this pandemic really does make you feel like you're the only one out there dealing with this. And I've yet to meet anyone that hasn't been impacted by this pandemic in some way. Different levels, of course, but definitely impacted. So, you know, just knowing that there's support out there and knowing that there's folks that can help. And you, you mentioned also feeling guilty and weak and to, you know, fearful to ask for help because then people will see you as guilty. I've experienced that myself. You know, it's nobody yeah. wants to think about as a therapist um, that you're going to need a therapist. Right, <laughs> exactly. But folks that are in the helping profession specifically, you know, you, you are here to help people, so you don't want to think other people to think that you can't handle things yourself. Um, but that's part of handling things, and I think that's the message we've got to get across to people is, Part of handling things and part of coping is to reach out for that help when you need it. Well, I don't think any of us expected to be dealing with this pandemic for as long as we have. People are tired, isolated, scared, and stressed. This pandemic has seen an enormous rise in mental health issues. When we say mental health issues, can you share with our listeners what that actually means? Sure. Mental health is something as simple as just not being able to cope with everyday life. So when you start feeling anxious, depressed, isolated, those are all signs of mental health issues Mm -hmm. that we all experience from time to time. But with a pandemic, it tends to go a little bit further. And while we experience those things from time to time, and that's typical with a pandemic or an extra stressor like this, often that will last a little bit longer than normal. So that's probably when you know, we want to kind of get that out there to our listeners that if you're dealing with this or this seems that sounds familiar to you, it's okay to ask. So first of all, it's okay to not be okay. And it's certainly okay to ask, you know, for help. So that's why I'm so passionate about what we do here, that the truth is going to always kind of be that the greatest barrier preventing those in need from seeking help is still stigma. Even though we're talking about it more, even though I see people, you know, people be more open-minded, it's still there. And when we say those in need, it's referring to all of us. We're talking about every socioeconomic status out there being equally affected by mental health stigma. 
And now mm-hmm. that COVID is here, um, you know, we have all been affected by it. And caring for our mental health is critically more important at this time. So I know people out there feel like if they seek professional help, they'll be labeled or looked at differently. And that, and that kind of stigma is just really hard to get past. I understand that. So, Christy, will you just help us and, like, share with our listeners what happens typically when someone does make the decision to kind of seek professional help and, and what, what can they expect so they don't feel so afraid? First, let me say that professional help comes in a lot of different ways. Um, It looks different for everybody sometimes. So you could call. There are several hotlines available that you can call and speak with a counselor to try to figure out what your next steps are. You can go to an outpatient therapist. Uh, There's community health centers all through our state and multiple others. Um, And there's private counselors out there as well. This day and age with technology, it's pretty amazing the ways that people can receive professional help, and it really can be fit to what's good for them. So what what people can typically expect when they go to see a counselor, counselor will try to help them focus on what the issues are that they need help with the most. For example, you know, if I'm going to see a counselor for anxiety because I'm having a difficult time with my loss, then they will help me kind of navigate that and navigate how I'm feeling about anxiety, the anxiety that's producing in my life, and what those causes might be. And then it may get as specific as how I can cope with anxiety and work on some ways that I can deal with that. Well, that leads me into my my next question. Frontier Health, along with communities all across our country, have started programs to help individuals have a private place to reach out to when they are dealing with crisis related to COVID. You have led the East Tennessee Virtual COVID Crisis Counseling Hotline that Frontier Health created for anyone in East Tennessee to have free access to counseling services for COVID-related issues. So can you tell us about the service and how those in need can really use it? Yeah, Josh, absolutely. So there's lots of, part of our crisis team is that we do some debriefings from time to time for folks that have dealt with disasters. Uh, have been in disastrous situations, tra- traumatic events such as loss of others, so co-workers and family um, that's been in pretty traumatic situations. One of the things that we do in, with crisis is specialize in that. So the COVID hotline kind of came out of that, and we were able to offer a virtual service due to the nature of the pandemic so that folks can call the hotline and just discuss how COVID's impacting them and to get some resources and to get some brief counseling on how to cope with all of this. So we know the hotline is a new service for our East Tennessee communities. So um, would you be able to share with our listeners, and I, you and I would, you know, I love stories. So would you be able to give us some type of situations you're hearing from people so far and maybe share some stories that people um, in our communities and our listeners could kind of connect with and relate to? Sure. One of the stories that comes to mind is a lady that called us. Uh, She was in school here in our region, and all of her family was in Memphis. And so she was here alone, and she had just been diagnosed with COVID. Um, And she was really struggling because she was a restaurant worker and in school, and so she had lost her job. So she was struggling with paying rent and just got this new diagnosis, so was having to quarantine on her own, so she was feeling very alone. And her counselors were able to help her get some resources together 
so that she could feel supported and get the things that she needed so that she was able to kind of just deal with the quarantine and be able to manage until she was feeling better. Another story is that we've had had a parent call and single mom having to try to work full time, teach her kids online, and just the frustrations related to that. You know, I know a lot of parents are struggling with that right now, and she had lost her childcare and just really having a hard time finding resources to be able to work and homeschool her kids, basically, you know, because they're not able to go to school because of the pandemic. So really, really difficult time. Right. One of the last stories that I would want to talk about was we, we had a nurse call that had worked in one of our local ICUs, and she has had so much loss personally, and she's lost so many patients to this pandemic that she just felt broken. She yeah. just didn't to go from here um, and we were able to give her some resources and some brief counseling to kind of get her in the right direction about what she could do next that's awesome uh, of course she didn't want to go back to work so you know and I think a lot of people have kind of felt just broken I can imagine and, and that's a really hard hard thing to go into every single day absolutely absolutely so um, but she she has called us back and has since doing a lot better she's still in ICU and still trekking on and we're happy to call her one of our heroes for sure. Thank you for sharing that part. Um, That's really awesome. I'm really glad we were able to help support her so she didn't feel so lost and broken. That's a really hard job. One very important part of our population we may forget that are truly suffering are the medical professionals, mental health professionals, and frontline workers devoting around-the-clock care to heal those that are sick and dying. They need mental health services too, but stigma tends to affect them in more negative ways because of the nature of their work. So what words of encouragement and advice can you give for those on the front lines when they have mental health challenges? You are not alone. That's the best advice I can give and to not be afraid to support one of one another and to seek professional help. Well, you know, one thing I, I've noticed and I think we talked about it a little bit um, in our meeting was, you know, for me as a mom, And for all of our parents out there, this pandemic has been a nightmare for our children. The overwhelming loneliness our kids are feeling from isolation and the emotional roller coaster we are all experiencing with schools going from in-person to online only and then to hybrid school and then back to online and then Mm -hmm. back to in-person and parents having to figure out how to help homeschool children, you know, My kids are overwhelmed every single day. You know, they have a lack of socialization and routine, and it's truly taking a toll on them. I know it's taking a toll on our parents and children out there. Yeah, same for me, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, my, my, my kids just stress out every single day. They personally have told me, and they're not really mad. I think they're just, they don't know what to do, and... They have said they feel like they are alone and aren't learning anything and that their teachers don't care. And, you know, I have several friends that are teachers, and I know that, and we all know our teachers are just trying to do the best they can right now while they're maneuvering this ever-changing schedules and protocols being put in place, you know, all because of COVID. Also, a personal thing I wanted to share, and I've already asked permission and in honor of this particular situation to kind of speak alongside with your grief is, you know, my daughter lost one of her whew, 
her closest friends just a few days before Christmas in a terrible, tragic accident. And I know this, this particular little girl has lots of friends. So I know many of her friends and several hundred of her classmates have just absolutely had their world rocked because of her death. You know, they're dealing with that stress along with COVID. And it's just like this extreme grief, and they're doing it alone. So I asked, I told my daughter we were doing this today, and I asked her last night, you know, if she could ask you, Christy, any question, um, what would it be? And she said, phew, I hope I can do this one. (laughs) Who do you call when there's no one that you can talk to and the people you're asking for help can't help? Um, She just wanted to know, like this hotline you're talking about, Mom, is that for me too? Wow, so many kids feel that way, Jennifer, and it absolutely is for them, too. Kids have been calling their crisis hotline for years and because they just don't feel heard, and they know that somebody's going to be at the other end, and our COVID hotline is no exception to that. We want to help anyone from age, say, five to, you know, 105, so right. you know, anyone can call and, and just talk about what's going on and how this is impacting them. Right. So what are some healthy ways we can all cope with the pandemic and the stress it has caused? There's three things to keep in mind when coming up with healthy coping skills due to a pandemic or any kind of stress. Um, And and those things are live in moderation. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is to moderate healthy eating, you know, have, you know, if you want that piece of cake, have the piece of cake, but don't depend on it. You know, don't don't be like uh, me. Get depressed and eat the whole cake, you guys. Yeah, yeah, me either. Don't eat the whole pizza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those kinds of things. So, you know, if you drink alcohol, this may not be the time to necessarily stop completely. So, do that in moderation. Don't have more. Don't have less. Um, if, if you're quarantine, quarantine, I hear that from folks a lot that when they're in quarantine, that they're really having a tough time moderating their alcohol use. Um, and, and they're eating. So just be mindful of those things. Exercise. Exercise is very important, but it needs to be done in moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, keep it simple. So do activities that are very simple. Have a card night with the family. Uh, go take your dog for a walk. You know, do simple things. It doesn't have to be some big event uh, that you would typically do, because unfortunately we're not able to do a lot of those great big events, sporting events that we all enjoy to do. We're not able to do that right now. So just keeping it simple and doing activities that you can do every day. Um, And the third thing is to be creative. So I've talked to a lot of people that have done a lot of home improvement projects. They picked up a new skill like knitting or just some kind of arts and crafts kind of thing that they're into. um, And they've really got how much they enjoy that. Yeah, I picked up hobbies and my wife picked up sewing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a huge help and then we do card nights with the kids i would say that i haven't picked up any special you know things but we have been remodeling at my house so there's been a lot of painting and it's projects yeah it's projects projects i'm learning how to put flooring down by watching others not actually doing it but watching (laughs) that's the best kind of learning yeah that looks great i'm so proud of you (laughs) all right so as you know the impact stigma podcast reaches a lot of people outside our service area and the East Tennessee region, the virtual COVID crisis hotline is set up to serve. So if someone from outside the state were to call the hotline, what resources could you share with them to the point 
where you could point them in, you know, the right direction? Every state has a state resource list that we can pull up and go to. And we also have connections with other crisis teams throughout the country and other states that we can reach out to to get those resources for folks. I will say that um, one thing I did want to ask you, which is going to be, you know, it might catch you off guard. And if you need help, I think we've got it right behind my head. But for those of you out there that want to know how to reach out to this hotline, Christy, can you give us the phone number for the hotline? Absolutely. It's okay. one three three four fh covid So real simple. Say it again for me because I want to make sure everybody can hear. Absolutely. one eight three three four fh covid Thank you. That's great. And you guys, just so you know, we actually have it everywhere. So it's out on, I guess, those big advertising boards, and it's on our website, and it's it's all There's a Facebook page also dedicated to it too, Christy, right? Yes, absolutely. Need a stress ball t-shirt, we got you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, you guys did the uh, Christmas tree in the in Founders Park, and you guys had the stress balls on the Christmas tree that everybody could pick off as they walked by. Yeah, yeah. That was so was, bright. That was brilliant. Yeah, it was really successful. Like, we had 50. Uh, I had my case managers going to refilling it every day. I mean, they did a 50, 50 to 100 stress balls a day, so it was pretty cool. They're really awesome. I have one in my office. All right. Every single time we do a podcast, there's always one particular, you know, special question that we always want to ask and leave our guests with. So if you could step into our shoes on this podcast, what would you have asked yourself that we didn't? That's a great question, Jennifer. I'm not real sure. I think the only question I would consider would be, is the hot one for families and for groups? Because we have a lot of community members that actually reach out to us to do group group sessions as well. Um, and that's been a really cool thing to be able to talk to groups. Uh, you, know, you know, it's a group of nurses, teachers um, that are all dealing with COVID in very similar ways, but having a different personal experience. That's really and great. And for, for those folks, uh, we're able to kind of talk with them about how they're coping and what they're doing um, to just get through this and how they can support each other. So it's been a really neat experience. That's great. We want all of our listeners out there. I'm just going to throw this in just to make sure we kind of end it with this one little message that we started with. And that is COVID has done one thing and it has shown us that it doesn't discriminate a lot like, you know, stigma. And we, we really want you all to know that it doesn't matter who you are if you feel like you need help, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Right. You know, and sometimes you need help because this is ridiculously hard. It's long. It's been exhausting. It's like a marathon none of us wanted to run. And it's still not over. And it's still not over, yeah. So, Christy, you know, is there anything I don't want to go and and feel like I don't want to miss anything? Is there anything you can think of that you would like for our listeners to hear before we say, you know, peace out? (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of anything. Just support each other through this and just remember that everybody's dealing with this. I will say this. We will put the COVID crisis counseling hotline number in the description, too. Yeah. So that you all can have easy access to it. So when you're looking at it on iTunes or wherever you're listening to it from, you'll be able to see the phone number as well. 
Thank you, Josh. Yeah. And thank you, Christy, for your time today. It's been really fun and enlightening and a really good experience, especially for our very first, you know, phone podcast. I think it did pretty well. I do too. Yeah. So for our listeners out there, thank you again for joining us. And without you, we wouldn't be here. So thank you for being such incredible fans. Also, before we go, I cannot close this podcast without saying one more thing. We just want to say a really big, super enormous thank you to every single one of you out there that are on the front lines of this pandemic. You guys, you're our superheroes. You rock. You're awesome. Thank you so much. You guys have an awesome, awesome whatever evening, morning, afternoon, right? That's right. Okay. That's how I do it. That's right. Not as good. I'm never as good as you are with that. (laughs) Until next time, you guys, we look forward to seeing you and go make an impact. Stigma can make mental health problems worse and even stop a person from getting the help they need. Untreated mental illness places an enormous economic and emotional burden on our communities. Economic burden alone is in the billions and that directly affects all of us. We all play a crucial role in creating a mentally healthy community, one that is inclusive, rejects discrimination, and supports recovery. For us at Impact Stigma, this is way more than just a podcast. It is about igniting our communities, sharing our stories, and working together with listeners like you. We invite you to find out more about Impact Stigma on our website at impactstigma.com. One way you can make an impact right now is by sharing our podcast with your friends and family because you never know when something we talk about might be the reason someone you love asks for help. Mental illness is not a personal failure. We can't do this without you. So if you feel inspired to get involved, first, subscribe to this podcast. Then go visit our website at impactstigma.com. Watch the video and read about how you can become an impact maker. Thank you for listening to Impact Stigma. You're so glad you chose us. We want to thank our guests again for sharing your impactful story and doing your part to Impact Stigma. Join us next time as we enjoy some laughs and hear impactful stories. Until then, this work needs you. So go be an impact maker. Thank you and be blessed.